Hey, everybody. Dave Chang here. We have, if you've been listening to the podcast since quarantine began, something that has evolved over time, and we've now cobbled it together, and I feel like shaped it into something that is finally cohesive, entertaining, thought-provoking, and ultimately something that you will enjoy listening to, and we are going to call it My Opinion as Fact. It will be a standalone episode. It'll have different segments that rotate out per week. We will try to do one every week in addition to the second podcast that will be a traditional interview. And, you know, you'll see there's a few new surprises in the works for you. So stay tuned for My Opinion as Fact with Chris Ying and supercomputer Isaac Lee. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Doma Media. Thank you to Yola Tango, as always, for the introduction. We have a very, the very first installment of the cobbled together, many different segments, <laughs> glued together, duct taped together. My opinion is fact <laughs> with Chris Yang, Isaac Lee as supercomputer and champion of this trivia. Stuff, Dave Chang. <laughs> the king of all trivia. Self-appointed, self-declared. Self-appointed, self-declared king of all <laughs> trivia. Oh, my God. Excelsior! Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and he's got his own cheer. He's got his own cheer for himself. I'm literally patting wow. myself oh. on my back. <laughs> yeah. Quarantine has really, really made you loopy, huh? Uh, hey, speaking, uh, your worship, king of all trivia, I, I've been getting some text messages, not to derail us here, but, uh, some promos have started popping up in various people's TVs for a very special episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, mm. uh, starring Dave Chang. Do you know when that will air? Do you have any I, do I don't, and, um, there's nothing to talk about because it's a lot harder than people realize. That's all I'll say. It's fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying... It's coming up and people are excited for it. People are, I've gotten a bunch of text messages. So you're, you're just, just lying now. Who, who, I sw- I'll show them to you right now. I'll show them to you right now. All I, wa- My mom. All I wanted to do <laughs> was not be the worst and not be the best. Just to be forgettable mm-hmm. yeah. and raise Somewhere money. Somewhere in the middle. That's it. That's yeah. it. Right. It's much harder and uh, kudos to that entire team because I didn't realize how hard it was. 
and in the production, everything. And during COVID, man, it's unbelievable. And I took a bunch of notes for us, Chris, as how they were doing production during COVID. So the entire team at, uh, oh my God, what's the production team? Embassy Row. Embassy Row. They knocked it out of the park. And uh, I am anxious to see how I did in comparison to everyone else. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to tune in. It did sound from, I mean, not to derail us completely here, but when you were, when you were talking to me about like the, the COVID protocols, it sounded like the safest possible place you could be in, during this pandemic was on the set yes, of... Yes, it was the safest place besides the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Outside of a bubble, this is like the safest environment. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's boot up that supercomputer and see what kind of topics we get. Wait, be- be- before the supercomputer... <laughs> Do we want to okay. do we want to talk about why we've come to this point in juncture in in the podcast as to sure the evolution and the flow and one of the things that I was talking to Isaac our glorious producer wow glorious glorious quite an adjective thank yes. you it could be seen as negative too in some ways just say <laughs> <laughs> all right all right <laughs> Um, I think he meant to say glorified, glorified, <laughs> glorified, glorious, wow. glorious, glorious. Uh, it is, is, you know, we've tried a bunch of things out since quarantine began. I think that when we were doing face to face, I love face to face interviews. I hope to God we can get to doing that. But it also shown that doing interviews remotely is something that we can continue to do. And that's what everyone's mm-hmm. doing. But here's the reality. Almost everyone you might want to know about is doing podcasts. There's so many podcasts that if someone doesn't have their own podcast, they're on other people's podcast. And the catalog for anyone that you want to know about, all you have to do is search, you know, the person you want to learn about if it's an interview, and you're going to find at least a dozen. And we just felt that there's certain redundancy and we wanted to change it up. And yes, we're going to continue to talk about the culinary world and culture and things that interest us in sports, for sure. But for right now in the world, I feel like we need to take a different approach. And I can't wait to get back to doing that when there's more things to talk about other than COVID and how fucking shitty Trump is and all of these things. And we wanted to sort of get some notes from some production and Isaac and the Ringer and the Spotify team and everyone at Major Dome Media. And we've taken a lot of info from the audience and cobbled it together, as I said numerous times already, into what we think is going to be a very fun show that is going to do all the things that we want without being another interview. And I think anytime we do an interview, there are always going to be something bookending the interview as well, because Mm -hmm. we're in the process of trying to find new voices and new things to talk about. So if you have anyone that you think we should interview email us at askdave at majordomomedia.com and we will do our best. And it doesn't have to be someone famous. We just want good stories, right? And we want to learn. So without further interruption by me, the glorious supercomputer, (laughs) Isaac Lee, let's begin the games. Yeah. All right. Our first (laughs) question, our first topic is going to be an overrated, underrated. It's going to be instant coffee, overrated or underrated. Uh, Chris Yang, go first. Instant coffee is underrated. I think Ooh. it's written off as as the worst thing in the world. And look, some of it is some of it is garbage. But the thing about garbage coffee, the thing about coffee that tastes terrible is you can fix it. A little condensed milk, a mm-hmm. little sugar or something, whatever you need to do to fix it. But like 
I, I think that the freeze-dried dissolvable coffee thing, I'm coming around to it. I, I used to thumb my nose at it, but like I, I ain't pouring a Chemex every time I want coffee. That's that's where I am. Dave? It's not only underrated, it's my beverage of choice. Because <laughs> uh, during quarantine, I started to drink coffee. And right. I just never understood the love of coffee. It's an acquired... It's like saying you love Fernet Branca or something like that. And it's an acquired taste. It's bitter. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's a drug. It's just caffeine. It's a vehicle for caffeine. Yep. That's it. Yes, there can be very good coffee. I've had it. But it's not something... It's not worth my return on my investment. It's just not enough. So I grew up with my parents drinking freeze-dried coffee and Carnation Instant Cream. And guess what I'm drinking right now? And you know what I do? I don't even measure. I just pour a little coffee in, some creamer, and then I put some hot water and I spin it up, you know, spin it around, and that's it. And I don't put any sugar, and I get what I need. I get my legalized cocaine, and (laughs) it tastes enough like coffee, and it's fine. And I don't give a shit about the super fancy coffee. And if you've known me, I've used freeze-dried coffee in my recipes because it's a great way to add the coffee flavor without the moisture content. We sold the, one of the very first beverages at Sambar was canned coffee. I like freeze dry coffee. I think it's snobbish to say it sucks. Yeah, that little the Changiato you just made swirl Chang-yato. little cream little <laughs> Changiato or the Cafe O Chang. I'm all about that. As a flavoring agent, it's amazing. Actually, like, you're right for like desserts or anything like just the the instant coffee stuff. But you also brought up canned coffee, also underrated. Mm. Not only is it underrated, again, 2006. That's what I was full blast on. I went full blast on canned coffee, and I was wrong again on timing. But in Asia, it's was amazing. that because that's what I was going to say? Was that because in Japan, in Korea, we were yeah. living in Japan, like Korea, every, like you just every, buy them out of a vending block, machine? Everywhere you look, every corner, there's a coffee automatic machine that sells you cold or hot coffee. A boss, mm-hmm. goddamn, a boss coffee, canned coffee, and it's great. Oh yeah, boss coffee. Yeah, it's so delightful. Good. It's so so good. underrated. Do you agree, Supercomputer? I absolutely do. Instant coffee is great. I am one of those coffee snobs in the sense that, like, I, you know, I, I have whole beans. I have a burr grinder, very fancy, and I, and I make it. But it's only marginally better. It, as you said, it's a drug. It's a performance enhancement drug. It's a PED for normal people trying to like get through their day. And the taste is kind of secondary to that. It's it serves as a function. It serves also as a ritual. It's a kind of a ritualistic endeavor the same way that tea is in many cultures. But I agree, like, instant coffee tastes just as good. It's just, but just to sympathize a little bit with my fellow coffee snobs, like, there's a certain joy in, in like, thinking you're doing something better, you know. Pick a lane, man. Just take one. You can't make everybody happy. <laughs> I, I'm on, doing the both sides. I'm, I'm, I'm both sizing this. I, I'm going to say, uh, add a supercomputer, another underrated thing to drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. One thing that coffee snobs won't do is add that, carnation hazelnut cream or sweet vanilla shit that stuff is fucking awesome (laughs) it's delicious it absolutely is delicious so for the last seven months that i was living or six months when i was living with my in-laws they swear by like they swear by like italian sweet creme like just by the by the gallon just big jugs of this stuff or the other one that was always there was like Cold Stone Creamery, ice cream shop, wow. flavored coffee, creamer. Yes. And I, when, I, when I first moved in there, I was like, oh my God, I can't. Because I'm a, I'm a coffee snob too. But then after, after a week or so, I was like, let me try a little bit of this. Let me try a little bit more. It's oh, amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Two squirts. 
Two pumps and you feel yeah. like a little kid. It's 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 awesome. <laughs> Two pumps and you feel like a little kid. It's so Today's sweet. episode of the Dave Chang Show brought to you by Italian Sweet Creme. What the fuck is wrong with drinking something delicious? I, I, tell me. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing Listen, wrong with it. Cold Stone Creamery, that's a free slogan I, I for you I feel pretty confident that <laughs> if this was invented in the French Revolution, this would be the number one thing Robespierre would be arguing for. <laughs> <laughs> Robespierre, you're bringing Robespierre right. in again. Oh, yeah, Robespierre wow. is here, but uh, two pumps and you feel like a little kid. All right, supercomputer. What do you not do? You not like my French Revolution fucking comment? I honestly didn't. I could not. I didn't connect the dots. But the two pumps and you're a little kid again really spoke to me. <laughs> All right, our next topic going from one beverage to another: White Claw, overrated or underrated? Ooh, I had my first one the other uh, on vacation. I had my first one. And Whoa, uh, like recently, like yeah, first one. I, I didn't. I didn't even know what the fuck this white claw shit was. I oh, thought wow. it was. Like, okay. I thought it was invented by like some bro that invented like um, you know, that screaming death claw uh, water in a in a beer can. It does can sound really. It does sound really punk rock, even though it's very much. Not. I just I, listen. I don't give a shit about it, and that's just the truth. Because you know what, I would drink if I drank at all. Really, these days, I would just drink vodka and soda. I don't know mm-hmm. why you would need a can. It's the easiest drink to make. <laughs> vodka and soda and a little Just bit of Just buy a handle of vodka, buy some club soda, and And I had it. the first one, and it was... But I guess I'm sort of <laughs> just jealous at the sales and how valuable that company is. So, mm. uh, overrated. Overrated. All right. Slightly overrated to me. As a, like, alcohol delivery vehicle, like... It's easy drinking, whatever. It's the same company that makes Mike's Hard Lemonade and stuff, right? It's just, no, it's based out of Ireland, I believe. Let's fact check this. No, no, no. It's owned by yeah. Mark Anthony Brands. Yeah, I think that's in Ireland. Oh, wait, hold on. No, they do make Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mm-hmm. I think they're based on right. Ireland. And they are based in Ireland, Dublin, Ireland. So fuck you. So you were both right. Fuck you guys. You were both right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys are both right, but both wrong also. Um, I, li- I like kissing my cousin. Is that weird? <laughs> both right and wrong i think um yeah i i mean there are people who are like devout fans of of white claw which is why i think it's overrated like i can't understand how you can like love this stuff like there's no way to love it i mean i like getting a little tipsy and i don't mind drinking it doing it this way but if you're like, i don't understand the craziness about listen, it listen uh, it's just when i tasted it you know what it tasted like it needed another shot of booze mm. it needed another yeah. shot of booze it tasted like a LaCroix with a shot yeah. of vodka in it. Here's, here's a side story just to show you my, the depravity of my drinking days. We'd go to a bar in Chelsea after service, and I was drinking with some of my older mentors, and it would always be like a Thursday night, and it'd be like 2 in the morning, and it's a lot of gin and tonics or vodka sodas. And you could only drink one if you had the glass of your, say, vodka soda or your gin and tonic, but you had to get two shots of the liquor <sighs> on the side to pour in as you drank it to make sure the strength uh, yeah. didn't dissipate in the alcohol. And that's what the white call reminded me of was, oh, this needs another shot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so like you would drink it and as the ice melted and the alcohol the abv went off sensibly lower yeah it's a three shot it's a three shot drink it's really a three shot drink 
Can we take a, a quick digression here to talk about another famous drink? And I would love to know the provenance of this, Dave. But one of the first times you and I ever hung out, we were in San Francisco. And I think it was getting late. And basically, you wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. And so you were like, let's do shots of gin rummies. And I was like, what's a gin rummy? A gin rummy all like, or nothing, my good man. Yeah. It's the full yeah. name of the drink. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so describe the drink. Gin rummy on the good, nothing, my good man. I went to a very waspy college, very privileged waspy college, where, again, they said, where are you going to summer type of shit? So the only thing you could do with this college is get blind drunk all the time. And that's not a surprise what I did. One of my friends, Trip, invented this game. Trip was a bartender at a bar called The View. It's a place that I worked as a bar back on Sundays and occasionally Monday nights for Monday Night Football. And long story cut short, he invented this game where... Basically, to show how much you could drink and how disgusting it was, this is the only thing you would drink. And to scare the other bartender when you went to another bar, to just be like, you want to basically see the bartender's face being like, oh, aghast in horror. When you ask him, hey, bartender, I'd like a gin rummy on the nothing, my good man (laughs) or woman. And they'll say, what is that? Uh, Gin and rum, straight. And they're like, what? And then they're like, oh, I'll get you the Bacardi or I'll get you the Tangeray. You're like, no, it's got to be well rum and well, well gin. gin. If yeah. you mixed good rum and good gin, it actually doesn't taste that bad. But it's got to mm-hmm. be warm. It's got to it's gotta be warm. <laughs> and, 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 and Why? Because it, it, it's, it tastes so bad. Right? And it's, it's, it's almost like eating habanero peppers. It's like a challenge to your stupid college friends. And So the goal is for you to be discouraged from drinking. You first, no, again, no, no, the no, goal no. is to make sure that when you order it from a bar or bartender, it doesn't really count unless the bartender is like, holy fuck, the look of disgust. Mm. Secondly, there's now many spinoffs of this game, but then the goal is who can drink the most of this disgusting drink? <laughs> okay? <laughs> oh my God. And then, and, <laughs> and then I think I might have turned this drinking game into something completely different. As, again, I like getting the fuck out. I hate staying late at a bar or closing a bar or a party or mm-hmm. whatever like that. And I know how to end it. You just get people mm-hmm. to drink way more than they thought they were going to. And then you say, hey, how about some random chain rummies? And everyone's like, that sounds cool. It's like a card game. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you do. You get it. You give everyone the gin rummy. And you yourself are more sober than everybody else. And you pour yourself water. <laughs> oh my god. And you keep on pouring yourself this water. Is evil. Until this well, is everyone pure gets evil. so drunk so, that they're also like, God, I, I need to go home too. And that's how you go home. Why don't you just go home? Take the Irish exit. Why are you getting other people drunk? So to review, a, a gin rummy on the nothing, my good sir or ma'am, is well rum, well gin in equal proportions. <laughs> Just mixed together. So it's like room temp, Cabana room Boy, temp. Cabana Boy rum and Fleischmann's gin just in a glass. And uh the first time I had it was we were we were at this bar and Dave was like, like I said, he wanted to go home. So he's like, Oh, let's have a round of gin rummies on the nothing, my good man. And I was like, What is that? Like this is a very this is a very interesting <laughs> David Chang invention. We got our warm rum gins. And before I had even finished it, Dave was out the door and gone and had left and I was wasted. And I literally left that encounter thinking to myself, I can't tell if that guy likes me or hates me. After <laughs> well, that last again, I, again, Isaac, <laughs> you ask why you, you do it. You know why? Again, I'm just, 
divulging on my entire secret because I don't drink these mm-hmm. things and I'm not a stupid college kid anymore. It's like a smoke bomb. You know, like when you're... <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, oh, this military movies, and they're like, oh, man down. We got to save them. Let's throw a fucking smoke grenade. It's a smoke bomb. Yeah. The yeah. disgusting element, and people are like, oh, God, they can't talk about anything else. That's then you, that's when you make your exit. <laughs> when, they're, like, when, when their eyes are literally closed because they're so disgusted by what they drink, yeah. you just slip out the door. That's, I mean, not even, like, there are a few hilarious drinking stories with Chang from his harder drinking days, but that was literally what happened. I was like, wincing? And I opened my eyes, and he had vanished into the night like like <laughs> Batman. He had just Batmaned out of there. Uh, anyway, sorry that was a that was a total digression to talk about gin rummies on the nothing. But that, Over, that was a fun memory. overrated story. That is <laughs> absolutely Under, diabolical. underrated drink. Underrated drink. The gin I, I don't think I would have got along with younger Dave Chang. <laughs> not a lot. Not that. a lot of people did, including myself. So getting along. Jeez. All right, moving on to to happier topics here. Um, Krispy Kreme, overrated, underrated. Who? Room temp Krispy Kreme, overrated. Hot Krispy Kreme, one of the top five things you can put into your mouth. Wow, that is yeah. the correct answer. I, you have that's one hundred percent a plus. But there's that all, is the but answer. you can't order all the other fucking donuts from there. It's got to be the glazed, and that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. The glazed original Krispy Kreme when that when that sweet sweet hot donut light is on at the drive-thru window is the greatest donut. But nothing else at, at Krispy Kreme is worth eating. And therefore, so here's a here's a extension question, because I agree with you. Room temp Krispy Kreme and anything but the hot original is overrated. But lukewarm Krispy Kreme donuts or Dunkin' Donuts? I dislike Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. Only thing Dunkin' Donuts does well are donut holes. Oh. You just antagonize the entire state of Massachusetts. And the, sa- the savory items for Dunkin' Donuts are something that you only eat at airports. <laughs> wow. That is true. That is true. And people love Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and they treat it well, with such reverence. Sweet. Yeah, and I'm just like, again, I'd rather drink instant coffee. or just It's just, shit, it's just good shit coffee. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But people are like, treat it with like Chemex reverence. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, there is a whole segment of the population who believes that Dunkin' Donuts coffee is the greatest coffee in the world, but it is just like good, bad coffee. I mean, those people all live in New England. Like, that's, <laughs> that's I guess that's real. true. I mean, if they don't realize if you look, if you scratch the label of the Dunkin' Donuts, it says Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Krispy Kreme Underra- Underrated freezing donuts. Okay. Freezing donuts. Uh, okay. Uh, frozen donuts of all orders are delicious. And I miss Wiley DeFran's Dew's Donuts frozen. Delicious. I love them fresh, but man, frozen, so good. So are you saying that you would buy packages of frozen donuts? Is that a thing? Or you're buying donuts from a great place and freezing the them? donuts to eat frozen are cake donuts. Uh-huh. But you'll buy some cake donuts and freeze them yourself? Yeah, yeah. It's like eating like, you know, those uh, good humor chocolate eclair things, mm-hmm. you know? With those crumbly elements out top, like almost a little bit like the fudgy the whale for Carvel ice cream. That's mm. what it reminds me of. A good, delicious, glazed cake donut frozen is like eating a ice cream popsicle. The only place I've ever had one was at your house. You had some Dew's donuts frozen in the in the freezer, and you pulled one out. And I, it, it is remarkable. It is a, is it a wonderful. And did you treat? not? Did, it, true, true statement, Chris. Did you not consume <laughs> that in two bites? I mean, yes. I mean, true. I, I mean, I hate to admit it, but like, 
I don't really understand anybody who eats a donut in more than two bites. <laughs> like, isn't a donut? How many bites is a is a donut supposed well, to be? Speaking of bites, I had a uh, you know those tootsie rolls with the gum. Tootsie rolls with the gum. What is that? You what know do you those mean? the the gum things, the gum lollipops. Okay, okay, a blow pop, blow, a blow pop. pop. Yes, it literally was two bites. It was one lick, <laughs> and then I was like, "Fuck this! I'm biting it." <laughs> And then everybody, the everybody in the room that was like eating one was like, of course you did, Dave, you, da- you asshole. <laughs> no, you were just taking, you, were, you, were, you took a taste to see if, you, if the flavor agreed with you. And it did. So I, I, ha- it. I haven't had one since I was a child and I have stronger molars now. So I could do, <laughs> so, I could do something I've always wanted to do, which was one lick. Into the center of the lollipop. I mean, who who would suck on a lollipop, a blow pop, a tootsie pop all the way until they got to the center? That's insane. That doesn't make, how can you I do that? I, I, <laughs> what? No, Isaac Lee doesn't have what? that kind of monk-like self-control to, to wait all the way until it dissolves down to the center. Do you, Isaac? How no. many licks does it take you to get to the center of a tootsie pop? I honestly, I don't really like tootsie pops. I don't really like oh. candy like that, hard candy all like right. that. So, uh. I'll just lick a few of it and then I'll just throw it away. People are starving out there and you're throwing fucking pops. You're just throwing away, huh? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Dave. You sound like my mom being like, children in North Korea are starving. Yeah. <laughs> you got to finish your dish and this is why I'm overweight. There's a direct line there. All right. Speaking of candy, should we do a top five? Let's do top five candies. Mm. A suggestion from Chris Ying. All right. Let's do it. I need time to write this shit out. That's how seriously... I take this. You, you take this. All right. We'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, let's do top five candies. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled over easy or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Top five candy bars. Are we hold on, hold on. Let's let's uh, set the parameters for this. Are we they have including to be bars. chocolate? They have to be bars. They, candy they can bars. only be candy bars. 
candy bars. Yeah. Only. Okay. And you have to come up with the one one that's the worst. Okay. One um, dishonorable mention. Mm-hmm. All right. Somebody else goes first this time. I will go. I'm going to say number one, Maltesers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought it was going to be a bar. Fine. Fuck. I'm taking Maltesers <laughs> out. I'm just going to stick with Cadbury. I think Cadbury in Europe, way fucking better than Cadbury in America. Flake. Mm-hmm. Flake chocolate mm-hmm. bars. It's very simple. It's just like one of those very thinly sliced things of chocolate, sheeted out, and then you sort of scrape it into a bar. It's so, so good. And in London, you can get Cadbury in the tube stations. Chilled. Highly recommend it. Flakes are great cold or in ice cream. It's classic. That's what I think. Two, Toblerone. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yes. Toblerone. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't give a shit on all the fucking chocolate snobs. They're like, oh, it's blah, blah. <laughs> Where else are you going to give me fucking nougatine in that perfect, chewy texture, white mm. chocolate, dark chocolate, don't matter. And very innovative in how you break off the chocolate, right? It's so fucking good. The whole experience unbelievable my only gripe with Toblerone is that giant fucking Toblerone that's like five pounds you can't eat it it's too big (laughs) (laughs) I know that bar so well but it looks so attractive so it's too fucking big too big yeah like the novelty size one (laughs) uh Christina Tosi introduced me to take five and obviously I was like oh should I do Reese's peanut butter cups, which is obviously a classic, but not in my top five. Take five candy bars. Great because it's got salt and texture mm-hmm. and crunch. And take five to me is like the epitome of Christina Tosi. And in fact, I think when we first started working together, I think I bought a three boxes of take five. So 150 take five. And I was like, you have to consume this in two weeks. I think she did. That's how good it is. Probably, uh, I have so many. I'm going to stick with the one that always brings me joy, Twix. Yes. Twix. Love fucking Twix. so good. And one, two, three, four. And I am going to go with Japanese Kit Kats. Kit Kats mm-hmm. in America do not do it for me, but Kit Kats in Japan. Woo! Give me all those flavors, man. They're all tremendous. <laughs> Speaking of uh, overrated, underrated, I feel like people are like, oh, you know, you go to Japan, you always have these Kit Kats. They're good. They're really good. That's why. They're fucking awesome. And that's the only gift I get for people when I leave Narita International is fucking Kit Kats because that's what people love because they're awesome. Honorable mentions. Milk duds. I don't know if they count as uh, bars, but yeah. Fine. They're great. If you want another one, then score. Over Heath yeah. Bar. Score candy bar. Very, very underrated. And Heath Bar gets more of the fucking limelight. I don't understand it. I think score is a lot more delicate. It's a little bit thinner. It doesn't get so fucking crunchy that it gets stuck in your teeth. I also have, just off the top of my head, things I hate. Candy bars I hate. And especially started as a little kid when you get it in your trick-or-treat bag. Milky Ways, amazing name for a shitty candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay wait wait let's let us do our five in case five. there's some overlap between your yeah, worst yeah, yeah. and our five. best because that'll be the best moment mm-hmm. isaac go all right my number one is gonna be reese's um it's pretty predictable but reese's are great chocolate peanut butter sign me up my number two this is gonna surprise you i think i think this is surprise a lot of people 100 grand what love 100 grand 100 a grand 
It's so wait, good. Wait, it's, how it did you pronounce so it? How did you pronounce it? You, you like hundred hundred grand. Jeez. Yeah, hundred grand. Hundred grand. Hundred. Do you want me to say one hundred grand? Like, yeah. Is that? Yeah. That's how you pronounce it. One hundred grand. One hundred grand candy bar. I'm gonna sound as white as possible. Um, and my number three. I don't know if this counts as a bar, so you guys tell me. But Ferrero Rocher. Oh, that's not a candy that bar. No, that's not a bar. That's it's not, not a bar. bar. It's not a bar. Supercomputer, not so super. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like that's something that, like, I think a lot of like Asian parents, at least I know in the Korean community, like. My dad used to get them for me all the time, like whenever he would go on vacation or go on a trip. And I think like there's a lot of people who have a special relationship with that, but obviously not a bar. So let's get rid of that. Uh, in in the place of Ferrero Rocher as number three, Hershey's Cookies and Cream. I've oh. loved this since I was a kid. Ooh. I love cookies and cream. Ooh. Too much, dude. That I told you y'all was going to hate this. Too I told, you, you, I told you you guys are going to hate some of my picks. Just too much. I stand gnarly, by man. it. I stand by it. I just want to make a note that we have to do a poll on, on this. Yeah, that, people are going to be on my my side. No, no way, man. That is no way, man. by far <laughs> the worst Hershey's bar. I mean, I swear oh, to God, God. It's so gross. It's so gross. All right. All right. Fine, fine, fine. I think the people are going to be on my side, but whatever. Number four is going to be Toblerone. You guys have already uh, waxed poetic. Uh, and number five, I'm going to go with Three Musketeers. What? I like Three Musketeers. <laughs> it's great. Oh my god! I like it. 2020 is insane. That is <laughs> oh my goodness, Dave Chang, come on. No, dude, I gotta say with Dave, Three dude, Musketeers. That's exactly the same. I like it. That's exactly. What's the difference between Three Musketeers and Milky Way? I, I also like Milky Way. A, the only thing worse than a Milky Way is a Three Musketeer. Dave, I like both of those things, and I do not like Snickers. That's my dishonorable mission is I think Snickers are extremely overrated. Um, I don't like the little piece of peanut. I think it's terrible mouthfeel. It gets in your teeth. But anyways, that's my take. Uh, Three Musketeers slogan is all for one and none for me. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good out here too. And I'm good without the fucking Three All right, Three Chris Yang, whatever. You, you all go. Right, let me do mine. Let me, me do mine. Let me do list. mine. Mine are take fives on my list too. I got, a, I got some crossover here. Um, I think take five is like so many candy bars try to put too much in it. And it doesn't work, but take five fucking Hard works. to find, though. Hard to find. It is very hard to find. You do not see that on, on average. Um, I, I appreciate Hunnigan. Hunnigan uh, as Hunt, well. I said it. <laughs> I just said Hunnigan. Grand. Like, people say... Hunnigan. Hunnigan. I'm sorry I am not Caucasian. And I, I don't pronounce every <laughs> single I, syllable. Isaac, I'm way. just surprised you didn't say Charleston Chew. Charleston Chew? <laughs> What's that? I don't even know what that is. Um... I like Twix as well. Le- I like Twix less than I used to when I was a kid. But the number one reason I always liked Twix as a kid is because there are two of them. And, uh, you know, yeah. twice the fun. I mean, you could right. cut any candy bar into two and it would convince me that it would be better. I like, do y'all ever eat whatchamacallits? Yeah, I, like whatchamacallit. I remember those commercials. They had very good commercials in the 80s, but I haven't seen one. I like one. a whatchamacallit. A, but there's too much similarity to Hun- Hundy Grand. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there is too much similarity to the Honey Grand. Uh, okay, I'll, I mean... If I have to choose something a little different, and I, I'm curious about your takes on this. When I was a kid, the other thing I looked forward to in my the thing I would pull out of my Halloween basket first were the Butterfingers. Ooh, I mm. did like a Butterfinger, dude. That's thank you, Chris. You may have had the dark horse, and I'm ashamed of myself for not putting <laughs> Butterfinger on there because it's so Butterfingers. good. Butterfingers. 
my fifth one, my fifth and final one, uh, I had one of these for the first time the other day. Uh, I don't know where it came from. My wife had it and I, I ate it, but it was like a, I think it's a British candy bar called a Crunchy. Yeah, and it's, it's great. like you honeycomb know, toffee. Fuck, yeah, it's so yeah. good. It's so good. Okay. Crunchy is in Cadbury. It is British and it is made with honey with baking soda and then it's covered in um, in chocolate. Fantastic. Again, I'm ashamed at myself for not putting it on there because it is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things. And also not that difficult to make. We actually made something similar like that at Sailor years ago. Very good list. I think I think Chris wins the list. Wow. I Over appreciate your own. that. I appreciate that. How yeah. would you describe that honey? Do you do you know how to describe that honey like baking soda texture? It's like it's a little bit know. like freeze-dried ice cream. Yeah, that's what it is. And then it like kind of sticks to your teeth yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's so good, man. And I, I wanted to put a shout out for the candy bar I hate the most, and that's Almond Joy. Okay. Mm, yeah, of course. Okay. Do you hate Almond Joy more than Mounds? <laughs> <laughs> that's like... Mm, I think the little almond is the only saving grace yeah, for Who do I hate Joy. more? Hitler? Pol Pot? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My God, Mounds are bad. And no, the Almond Joys are so bad. Absolutely And you terrible. know what? So are three musketeers, dude. <laughs> Come on. You can't put that in the same category. You cannot right. put it in the same my category. Other, my, my other dishonorable mention, have you guys ever had an Abba Zabba? What the no. fuck? Are you? No, what I don't even that? know. Dude, it's just like, it's just. Oh, yeah. It's like that peanut shit. Yeah. Right? With super sticky toffee yeah, that just yeah, feels yeah, like it's yeah, pulling yeah. your teeth out of its roots. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how to eat that stuff. Yeah. You give that um, to people you don't like. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, speaking uh, of stuff that's sticking on your teeth, the only problem with Butterfingers, even though it's delicious, is that it gets all over your teeth and it gets all like hard. You know what? It's tough just, to eat. It's a snack for later. When yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> just, there you're storing you, it in your you, mouth you like you a squirrel. Find a little nugget. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. That's a good point. Can I? Can all right. I, I, I wanted to give you one. It's not necessarily a candy bar, but every time I think about candy bars, I dislike. Because it was so hyped up for me after reading C.S. Lewis's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was Turkish Delight. Yeah. Because Peter, I think it's Peter or Edmund is the one that gets suckered in and he basically ruins it for everybody because he fucking, Mm -hmm. ooh, Turkish Delight. When I first (laughs) had it, and I never saw it in America, but when I got to London in the 90s, I was like at Harrods or something like that. He's like, oh my God, Turkish Delight. (laughs) There. I have. It's really right up there as one of the biggest letdowns of my life. <laughs> you don't think it was wor- it, it wasn't so good that you would sell out your entire family to uh, oh, to an man. evil witch. <laughs> it sucks, man. It's basically cornstarch rose water. Yeah, it's gnarly. It's it not good. Gnarly. It's not good. And and listen, there are people always say, "Oh, there's really good Turkish delights." I'm sure there is, but I just don't think it. I'm not saying it's terrible. It just doesn't match the expectations I had. So forever it will be seen as a shit candy confectionery treat. Yeah. Wow. Fuck you, Edmund. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Uh, hey, I think we can just now put this segment and send it into the Guinness Book of World Records. The longest (laughs) opinion (laughs) of candy bars ever recorded. Oh, my God. Um. (laughs) Moving on to a completely different and completely separate topic here. Cats, the animal. Overrated, underrated? I hate cats. Overrated. Hate cats. Over, overrated. Chris Ying also hates cats. Overrated. I like cats. And you know, here's something that's happened to me on, on Zoom calls 
during this quarantine is like, I'll be just Zooming with somebody who I thought I knew. And I've Zoomed with this person many, many times. And then suddenly a fucking cat will jump on their lap and they'll start petting it. (laughs) And I'll just be like, what the hell? Like, for me, that's the equivalent of, like, getting Jeffrey Tubind, man. I'm just like, there's a cat there? <laughs> oh, Get that fucking thing out of here. I don't want to see that Come cat. on, let's not let's not minimize that. Like, I, I don't think... That's, that is a ridiculous take. I'm not minimizing. I think it's as, I think it's as vile as, as what Jeffrey Tubin did on his, his Zoom call, is having a cat suddenly show up. Some, oh, of my close, some of my close friends have cats, and... I thought you were going to say some of your close friends it, are cats. Yeah, it's, it's also <laughs> one of the things I always have to question myself is... I like them a lot as individual. <laughs> but it's like finding out about something like a political, uh, it's like someone like is like pro-life or something. Like you're like, can I still be friends with this person? And that's what I have. The the internal arguing I have when someone I love and care about, I find out that they have like two cats or three cats. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, wow. I, I'm still friends with them for the main reason is two. They don't do anything. They can't do tricks. They can't do anything. Hey. And I am really allergic to them. <laughs> All right, wow. that's a that's a scientific reason to hate cats. Yeah. All right. Well, you're actually you're actually allergic to cats. Oh man, I can't fucking sneeze. My eyes swell up. Like wow. Yeah, okay. I look like that fucking dude in Big Trouble Little China when he blows <laughs> you up. Should, <laughs> you should have led with that. I feel like you, instead no, of saying no, you he hate, can hate cats. cats independently, but okay, supercomputer. But I love, I love cats. cats. I love cats. The movie. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, uh, supercomputer. As somebody who loves yeah. cats, how many cats can somebody have before you're like, "All right, too many cats." Eh, three. So if I have three cats, I'm chill. Or three cats is too I think many. three cats is is all right. Like no. I, I mean, I like cats. Like I don't know. I like dogs more. Mm-hmm. I think only person that almost changed my mind about cats was Carol Baskin. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> even then, even then. Dude, so I what? think I think that three cats is the. I think two cats is the absolute max. I think three cats is like you should be possibly. Incarcerated and four why, cats why, and above is just what is four this? cats like, and above what, is criminally insane, man. This, this discrimination against <laughs> no, no, cat no. lovers is so. My, my, one of my buddies lives in Wyoming, and he, he is a dog person, has a couple dogs. And I'll say this is the redeeming quality for cats. He lives uh, in uh, the fields, right? They'll kill mm-hmm. kill those. Yeah, he has a fucking giant cat that just obliterates field mice. Yeah, that's the that's the only that's the, totally. I would have a working cat. Yeah, that, a, working a working cat. cat. Working cat as a down utility. With. Yeah, yeah. I would have a cat as an employee, but not as a pet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I yes. mean, they're cute. I mean, they're adorable. Babykin's nah, very killers. cute. Babykin's very cute. But you know, <laughs> this is insane. All right, I'm let's move on. This is you guys are. This is you're going. We're going to get so much hate mail from the from the cat lovers. Oh if God. I no, listen, listen, if there's podcast. one kind of hate mail I'm okay with. <laughs> It's fucking cat, cat lovers. Oh my goodness. I'm just envisioning all the t-shirts we can be making from this episode. Two pumps and you feel like a kid again. Baby kitten's very cute. Like I'm loving all of these. All right. Go ahead, Isaac. All right. Uh, this is going to be a question. The best thing you ate this week? Oh. Oof. I've not eaten well this week. Best thing I ate this week? Not that I made. Sure. I mean, if you feel so inclined to be a narcissistic... What are you trying to say? That I have a problem with narcissism? <laughs> I mean, you're, <laughs> you're a world-class chef. I think you're allowed to enjoy your own cooking. L- l- listen, to be honest, every time I, like, I'm like i on Twitter and there's like, are you a narcissist feed? Like those like questions you get. 
And I was yeah. like, shit, I just got seven of the ten that says I'm a narcissist. <laughs> 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 but he's like, but when he's saying fuck, he's like, why didn't I get ten out of ten? Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's really, it's really upsetting to be like, oh my God, this is all uh, shit that I work out with my fucking shrink. Um, I will tell you the best thing I had, and it was delivered, was this place in Alhambra. I think it's Alhambra. Alhambra. Yeah. Yukdejang. It's a Korean restaurant that specializes in pork belly bosam and yukejang. Yukejang, yeah. It knocked my in-laws on their ass. Mm. Ooh. It was fucking good. It was so mm. good. So, I mean, obviously the Korean food that we've been eating is Spoon by H. And I think mm. we're going to add yukdejang into our rotation. And it's also close to us. So, very, very good. The bosam was Outstanding. The pork belly, delicious. Their naengmyeon, very, very good. Mm. All, all the things I want in life. How did you, where, where did this place come from, Chang? I drove past it and I didn't want to drive back. And I was like, oh, there's a Korean restaurant. You know, anytime you see a Korean restaurant near all these amazing Chinese restaurants, which that St. Gabriel Valley has, I wanted to like take note. And I finally was like, fuck it, I'm going to order from it. And I did. And what I was blown away was how amazing the packaging was as well. Like any time for delivery when someone really takes the time and makes the packaging very thoughtful and well done, that just, again, it's the extra effort. I really appreciated it and tremendous. So if you're in the mm. LA East Side area, buy Yukdejang and continue to support Spoon by H as well if you're on the East mm. Side a little bit. I think the best thing I ate this week, if I may go first, Chris... Yeah, please. Um, on the same kind of vein, I had Bukchangdong uh, BCD for the first time in a Ooh, long time. And nice. I just, I honestly had lower expectations for it because BCD in my mind is like very like fast casual Korean food. But man, BCD, still good. Still got it. Oh got God. the uh, assorted seafood and the beef. Wow. It was, it was honestly, and the way that they packaged everything too, and then they, they packaged the panchan and the little fish, the fried fish they give with it. Like, oh, it was it was so good. It just felt like it felt like my childhood. Felt like, you know, the days when my parents would we'd be like going to the grocery store in Torrance and we'd stop by BCD and like grab a meal. Like all the nostalgia. It's still good. It's still so good. The founder, un- founder unfortunately passed away recently. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Um also sad. I I have not eaten a f- single fucking good thing. No, no. <laughs> Even something that you cooked? No, I haven't. No. I mean, I've been cooking stuff that I don't want to cook. Mm. And um, I mean, if it's any indication of my of my current mental health state, like I just have not eaten well. I've not eaten anything that was delicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the only the closest thing I ate because like because we, we for some reason we've been talking about bean and cheese burritos a lot on this podcast. I finally found a place near me that makes a decent one. But that's literally the only good thing I've eaten. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. I'm, I'm making this sound depressing, but I'm optimistic that the rest of this week I'll be eating well. Mm, mm. All right, let's do a few more over-unders or overrated, underrated before we leave here. Edible arrangements, overrated or underrated? Underrated. Ooh. Underrated. Chris Yang coming in, <laughs> coming in strong. <laughs> underrated, man. You know, every time I see there, I mean, they're so hokey, right? No one would buy a, an edible arrangement. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's like bouquets made out of like chocolate-covered strawberries and mm-hmm. pieces of cake and fruit. And they are pretty expensive. My wife bought one for a, a little kid's birthday recently. Mm-hmm. 
And I saw that fucking thing sitting on the counter and it took everything in in me not to just like tear it open and eat this kid's whole <laughs> entire gift because uh, it's just delightful, man. I love chocolate covered strawberry and I love, I, Ugh, I, 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 yes. I, I'm all about it. You don't like chocolate covered strawberries? I don't know who the fuck thought that was a good combination. <laughs> I, I think they're delightful. I think they're great. I truly think they're a delight. Why not just eat chocolate on its own? Why do you have to ruin it with a strawberry or just eat a strawberry? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wow. know, this is like, it's, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, why would you want a chocolate covered strawberry? You can't taste the strawberry. The only reason why you'd want to eat a chocolate covered strawberry is when the strawberry tastes like nothing. <laughs> it's like a, like a blank slate. Yeah. So if that's the case, why even eat it? I don't understand. I am uh, not against edible arrangements, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at the website right now. I don't get it. No. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And if you don't like me, then you give me one of these, and I get it. You don't <laughs> like me. Just tell me you don't like me. <laughs> just just flip me off. Why are you giving me – why are you spending money to <laughs> – This also reminds me of a time that I bought I bought Chang for his birthday. I bought him a uh, singing telegram. Uh, <laughs> Did, you yeah. Did you actually? Did you actually? Yeah. Yeah, oh he, my it was god! Like a guy, it was a guy dressed. Was it somebody dressed as a California raisin? Is that what I sent you? Yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I think that the messaging definitely. My messaging was like, "Love you, Chang. Here's a silly gift." And I think the message he received was like, "Oh, Chris fucking hates me." It was <laughs> so good. It was perfect timing on your end because the ass that I took early in the day was like hit perfect peak. <laughs> Chris, next time, next time, just call me up. I'll write a song for Chang, and that's that'll amazing, be our, our amazing. Present. I'm just saying. Okay, Chang thinks that edible arrangements are overrated. I think they're underrated. I also think just get a fucking fruit plate. I don't, I don't <laughs> get it. Oh <laughs> I mean, as a child's gift, as a child's gift, it's a it's an underrated gift. And I will say that uh, once we get out of COVID, I'm I'm gonna resume my singing Telegram activities because like. You can get somebody to dress up as Pikachu and sing to somebody for like a hundred bucks. It's a pretty damn good gift. The only mm. thing on ediblearrangements.com that I would be like, okay, that's good, is the chocolate-dipped birthday box. It has okay. two adorable <laughs> white chocolate-dipped pineapples. Gross. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing worse than chocolate-dipped strawberries is obviously pineapples. <laughs> The only thing good here is the chocolate dip pretzels, the graham crackers, and the chocolate covered sandwich cookies. Get that fucking fruit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think there's any logic in like counterbalancing? Because chocolate is rich to a lot of people. It's like a little too rich for, for some people who are sensitive to that. And like counterbalancing it with some tang from fruit, some, some vitamin C there. Like, isn't there some sort of logic there from culinary perspective? I'm just giving the layman's perspective. Audience, I'm sorry if you've all become dumber after just listening to Isaac. <laughs> all, right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Moving oh on, God. moving on. Tender greens, overrated or underrated? I don't get it. Overrated. <laughs> yeah, okay, I agree with I, that. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I, I had my first tender greens. Oh, this is my second time I've ever had tender greens. And um, it just it was like, fine, fine. We don't have tender greens up here, I don't think. Do I? Do I have? Is it a Los Angeles thing? I don't know. I mean, oh, there's, no, we've got there it up was... here. I just don't. I haven't had it. What is it? Uh, it's like a restaurant. Every restaurant has a chef. It's like a chain, and they buy from farms. Yeah. And you can get, I guess, a real meal. Like the other day, we were shooting Chris, and they got us like a steak bowl with like quinoa and some vegetables and two kinds of like green goddess dressing. And 
Mm-hmm. You know what it is? It's it's good restaurant family meal, but not good. It's like good, <laughs> like good. Or, like it would be in family restaurant family meal. It would be like okay, that's fine, but it's not going to be like wow, that was good. Uh huh. Yeah, that's uh-huh. my judge on it. It's it's fine. So like good restaurant family meal is when somebody makes laksa or samosas yeah, from, some, some, just for some, family meal. Someone's made something beautiful. It's flavored. It could just be like beans, but there's no flavor. It's like auto-tuned food. It's just very, <laughs> very, it's uh-huh. very vanilla. It sounds like, I mean, extending that metaphor of like, it's okay family meal. It's like, okay, I've got some steak here. I've got some greens and I got some quinoa. And the most obvious thing to do is just to put them all together and put dressing on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like, wh- okay. What the fuck do I know? Because they're fucking, you know, popping up all over the place. So that's my question. Are they super popular? Yeah. They're really popular oh. here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. There's one near our cool. office. And when we were all in the office together, we would order from there all the time. I never Explains really a lot. Explains it. a lot about the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the annoying thing about this overrated, underrated decision on tender greens is like, now I know you guys think it's overrated and I have to try it just to know. So now I've got to eat this. Listen, it's, not ba- it's not bad, but it's not but that's good what, either. It's not extraordinary. It's definitely, definitely overpriced. Not bad is how Isaac described warm grape nuts on our previous cereal episode. So yeah, it's in that same kind of a category. It's like watching like Law and Order SVU, like Las, <laughs> Las Vegas, you know? Like, I don't know why I'm watching this, but I just watched it's, it. It's, it's fine. It's on. Uh, it's like okay, a Clive so. Cussler novel, but not written <laughs> by Clive Cussler himself. It's written by a ghost author. Uh, yeah, it's a posthumous Tom Clancy book. It's like the the, yeah. the one that was written after. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, I think that's too much praise. It's just oh, it's a five. It's a five. It's a straight five. Okay. All right. Let's close this out with the pretty uh, simple overrated underrated. It's fall. It's autumn. We are here. We've arrived. Pumpkin pie. Mm, Overrated. Bored. Underrated. You go first, Isaac. Supercomputer. Very overrated, in my opinion. I do not like pumpkin. I don't like pumpkin in any <laughs> kind of form. Um, and I think putting in pie shape and expecting me to like it because you dressed it up <laughs> is unreasonable. Oh, man. The supercomputer. You hit it right on the head, man. Uh, Isaac, I am dumbfounded and left speechless at that perfect answer. I'm so wow, proud of I got it right this I'm time. So the proud of only you. thing you didn't do properly was call it gourd pie. Gourd pie. <laughs> Spiced gourd pie. Yeah. I, I, it's just not good. I don't know why there's like this American, uh, white American obsession with pumpkin pie. I asked the audience, next time you see, as most people will start eating these things, the spicy gourd pie. Spicy gourd <laughs> So, you know, the, you know, spice, excuse me, the spiced gourd pie. Uh-huh. Note to yourself how people eat this slice of spiced gourd pie. Do you see anybody that goes directly right into the gourd custard and just eats that? I'd argue mm-hmm. 90 plus percent of the individuals out there are eating the whipped cream or that top skin layer of the sweet gourd pie thing mm-hmm. or the graham cracker crust. They'll right. eat. By accident, 10%, 20% of the spicy, sweet gourd pie thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're not going after it itself. It's everything yeah. else. In the proportional makeup of the pie, most of it is a necessary evil. You know why I don't eat it? I drink a 
a spiced gourd latte instead. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> if I really want to get my spicy gourd fix, I just go for it in, in liquid coffee form. Right. The PSL. Yeah, I, I I have nothing to add here. I think that the pumpkin pie is. Uh, I actually think Isaac, what you just said, Chris, was a fucking haiku. We need to go back to audio and check the the, the syllables. Yeah, five syllables, seven syllables, yeah. five syllables. Yeah, that's uh, that would be a haiku I would get tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect, so perfectly encapsulates the moment. Unbelievably well done. Mm. Um, all right, so that's our full length. My opinion is fact episode. That was fun. That was great. We'll try to do this, and so we'll try to do this uh, regularly, and we'll do it even shorter versions at the top of shows, hopefully. But um, yeah, and if there are burning topics that people out there want to (laughs) hear, I can't imagine why you would want to hear our overrated, underrated takes on. But send them into askdavidmajordomomedia.com, and we'll try to put them in the hopper. And um, if you are feeling like it, not that you need to, send us who you thought won this episode. It's clear that I won. (laughs) 